Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, last night we got to say happy almost December. We were hours away from the whole country being into the final month of 2022, and now we can say officially happy almost Friday. Whoo! I, I want to tell you I'm not a juvenile and I'm, I'm not a child, but then I see Odell Beckham Jr. posting on Instagram about how he's buckling his seatbelt on a plane with the caption, not today, and a bunch of laughing so hard he's crying emojis. And then I think, why are you such a child? Why are you laughing at grown men acting like babies? Oh, my goodness. Social media is the, really, it's the bane of my existence. Except then there are videos like that and baby animals. And I think, what would I ever do without Twitter and social media? Oh, my gosh. It can be funny at times, but the majority of the time it's very negative and can drag you down. It's just that seeing Odell Beckham Jr. make light of the fact that he wouldn't put his seatbelt on or didn't put his seatbelt on or was too tired to put his seatbelt on or was passed out and so his seatbelt wasn't on. Whatever the case is, just brings a little mirth into my Thursday night, into your Thursday night or Friday morning, whatever it is for you. If you're a Bills fan, well, your weekend's starting out on a high note. If you're a Patriots fan, well, it is back to the drawing board with that offense. We had seen some really good progress, and I think positive drives. Downfield trajectory, the kind that Mac Jones wants to see more of. Downfield trajectory against the Minnesota Vikings a Thursday ago, Thanksgiving ago. But that was not the case, except for really one play. One chunk play was seemingly all the Patriots could manage against the Bills defense on Thursday night football to kick off none other than lucky 13, week 13. I'm not superstitious at all. But if you are, are you the kind of person that wouldn't ride in an elevator that has floor number 13? (laughs) I'm not sure any elevators have floor 13, which is a little odd because what happens if there's business taking place on floor 13? You just have to walk the stairs, I guess. (laughs) I'm not superstitious. I just know that lucky 13 
week number 13, it's going to be a good one for a lot of us. I can feel it. Ever since I got Wordle on the first try, I am all about good things happening. And it's been a good week. It's been a productive week. I just wish getting Wordle on the first try meant that I could sleep. It's not been a good week for sleep. But at least it's been productive. Checking lots of items off the to-do list. And now into the final show of the work week. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Do you need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Love hearing from you over the last eh, 22-ish hours or so. As we head into week 13 with now six weeks left in the NFL regular season, what are the burning questions that deserve answers? And so I've sifted through a bunch of your tweets, but also your Facebook posts, and it's good to hear from so many of you. We'll try to review some of those, but boy, do we have a lot to get to tonight. Not only is it week 13 in the NFL, but it's also potentially, I hope it's not the case. In fact, I would I would miss it. I would miss the tension, the anxiety, but also the excitement, the anticipation. If this is the last weekend where we have U.S. soccer at the World Cup, I definitely will feel a void. But I'm going to go into it with all of the pomp and circumstance and energy that I can muster in support of USA, USA in Qatar. If you don't know, the coverage begins at 6 o'clock a.m. a.m. Pacific time on Saturday, 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern time. And then the game begins. The match begins an hour later. There's been a lot of Americans there. A lot of red, white, and blue. Good American presence in Qatar, which I think is a, is pretty amazing. Maybe it's Americans, expats who are living elsewhere so closer to Qatar, but man, that's got to be an expensive trip to get to the Middle East from here, especially this close to the holidays or really around the holidays. But it's been loud. It's been raucous. Even in the game against Iran, where 75% of the stadium was rooting for the other team, that other team. When the U.S. was playing well, which was fairly early in the game, The American fans were all about it. I'm all about it in my living room. I try not to make too much noise because even though my dog is half deaf, she still doesn't love loud noises. Loud noises. She generally tends to slink into another room or climb upstairs when I'm yelling about a game. But again, I try not to yell too much. Not just because of her, because it's not great for my vocal cords. No sense in losing my voice before I ever get into the radio studio. (laughs) So again, find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. We're going to have our Game of the Week poll up very soon. And also, ah, ah. Sorry, the mouse is caught on something. Maybe some of these Christmas decorations that just magically appeared in the radio studio. I don't know. Maybe Jay will take a photo. I really went all out this year. I I moved them around. Don't tell. Do you remember last year where we did our Christmas version of Ask Amy Anything? What we had as our backdrop? The uh, the red flowers. 
Not sure what they were, but they were very lovely. Uh, the only red flowers that appear at Christmas time. Do you know what those are called? I said I don't. <laughs> no, I have no idea. You don't know what poinsettia? You don't know that poinsettia? Poinsettia, there we go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sometimes I feel like Jay's from another planet. Or at least not the same planet as me. I mean, and I, now that you say it, I know. I just forgot the name. It's oh, seasonal. Okay. It's, been, it's been a year. Right. So we actually last year rearranged the studio in order to make it look like a more appealing backdrop for our video. I suppose for now I'll leave them alone. What I have noticed is that there's no Christmas tree in here because last year no one watered them and they died. There was a, there were two Christmas trees in here last year. They were real and no one watered them and so they died. Now we got a Christmas bush that lo- appears to be real, which probably no one will no, water. No, it's a huge poinsettia. Oh, that's it what is. that is. <laughs> I can't talk Christmas decorations with Jay, apparently. <laughs> What's the, I know mistletoe. That's one. Do you? Is there any in here? I don't think so. There is. You better get rid of it. Um, is there really? Uh, what? Is there really one in there? I No, I said if there is, oh. you better get rid This conversation is not going well. Uh, so r- last year we had a bunch of small pots of poinsettias. This year is a gigantic poinsettia which maybe I'll sit in front of and take a selfie just for fun. <laughs> oh, we got to name it? Uh, is it ours? It is now. No one else has claimed it yet. <laughs> no. I guess if we name it, though, we have to water it. Holly? It's not Holly, though. It's a poinsettia. It's Polly? That's the name. It was festive. It's a festive theme. Holly. Right, but, but Holly is an actual flower. I guess. Holly the poinsettia just... Exactly. Right, except that Holly is something different. We can get a we can get some Holly and name it Poinsettia. <laughs> All right. Jay hasn't had enough sleep this week either. <laughs> Not a good idea. No. My first conversation with Jay on Thursday afternoon went something like this. I can't feel my arm. <laughs> I said, Jay, you can hang up. We can talk later. I can't feel my arm. <laughs> I think that was after a couple of groans and uh, <laughs> yeah, my no. first words you, I was trying to get you out. You want to talk about a one-sided conversation. It was just me talking. There was nothing coming from the other end of the phone. And I, I swear he fell asleep on the other end of the phone, except that I would hear a... Uh. <laughs> That's about all I had of me. <laughs> and, then, and then, Jay, just hang up. We can talk later. You can call me back later. I can't feel my arm. <laughs> And then I needed 10 minutes, which turned into like 25. No 30. wonder he can't name this red flower and wants to call it Holly, even though it's not a Holly. It's a Polly. It can be a Polly. All right. Sounds like a bird. <laughs> Jay, have you decorated your house for Christmas yet? We have a little bit. Not not to the full extent, but, you know, the, the, the basics are up. No tree? tree yet. No tree oh. yet. Probably this weekend, actually. Yeah, that's what I'm doing on Friday, getting my Christmas tree. All right, it's after hours with Amy Lawrence. Maybe I'll take a photo of Polly the Poinsettia or Holly the Polly, whichever. Uh, and we've got a lot to get to from the football world, of course. Thursday night football kicking off in New England, as well as the return of Deshaun Watson, a game that pits, I don't know, half the Miami Dolphins against their former team, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, plus a, a bunch of injury updates because the 
the season is stretching on now. It's getting deeper into the, the fall. Pretty soon will be winter, and guys are banged up. Everybody's battered, bruised, bloodied in some cases, and certainly playing hurt. And so we'll do our best to update you on the latest injury ramifications for this weekend as well. It's also championship weekend in college football. And the games are already underway. The biggins start on Friday night. And so we may talk a little bit about college football. Uh, it's, it's all through the lens of the college football playoff rankings. The final set will be released on Sunday. So that actually predates the start of the NFL slate on Sunday. Right, so there's a lot we're going to try to cram in as much as possible. Coming up in 30 minutes here on the show, really excited to introduce you to a former U.S. men's national team youth player. So he was part of under 17 and under 21 squads that competed internationally for Team USA. He'll help us get set for the Americans and the Dutch. Knockout, baby. We're going to knock him out. Mama says, knock you out. Oh, I need some LL Cool J. Like right now, I need some LL Cool J in my life. <laughs> it's after hours, CBS Sports Radio. Phone number 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Yeah, there's so, so much to get to, including Christian Pulisic telling you exactly what happened and what didn't happen to him when he scored the only goal for the U.S. against Iran. There were a lot of speculations flying around about what parts of him were injured. I even saw women on our Facebook page asking me what kind of treatment there was for getting kicked in the the little thunders. But according to Christian, that's not what happened. He'll tell you himself. And the little thunders? This was all the rage on Twitter earlier. I know because I woke up and couldn't get back to sleep and like a dummy, I opened up my phone. A neighbor of mine said to me, because he and I were discussing our sleep challenges, a neighbor of mine said to me, I put my phone across the room so I can't touch it when I wake up. Right. I could do that. Jay's is buried in his cover somewhere. And furthermore, he doesn't care. The phone will go off and he doesn't bother even to pay any attention to it. He just ignores the alarm. I answered your phone call out of a mid-sleep. Yeah, so, how'd you do that, actually? I don't know. It was time to get up anyway, so it's kind of saved me a little but bit. But you didn't. I, I did. I didn't rise, but at least it was up. Huh. So what happened 15, for the next 15 minutes after that? I, yeah, and you know, after that. <laughs> Jay's a sluggy. But I like that sluggy Jay. He's funny. He makes me laugh. <laughs> Oh, nice. Wait, that's it? I don't get any more? I was just starting to get to the groove. This is our theme for the USA. Moving forward to the knockout stage. I can't believe that's all you're going to give me. I'm not going to get the the actual payoff, the actual punchline. <laughs> I only had an instrumental bit. I mean, I'm surprised I had oh, that on All right, up. I'm going to let you work on that. 
Jay's been working on a lot this week, though. So it's it's been a busy, hectic, chaotic week, but productive, we think. And we are seeing and hearing from so many of you on social media. We're glad to connect with you. Again, you can find us on Twitter or Facebook. Pretty soon we'll have our poll up for the after hours game of the week. All right, straight ahead, we'll dive into week 13, Bills Patriots. When last we saw these two teams on the postseason stage, the Bills walloped the Pats by 30 points. That's the big 3-0. You know, 40 is the new 30. Could they make it 40 on Thursday night? <laughs> also, Mac Jones, the latest to be caught on camera with F-bombs. <laughs> he explains. As long as they're food. <laughs> now, see, I can't dislike him for that very reason, that, that reason alone. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Happy Almost Friday from CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Second down and four now with Jones to work from the gun. At the Buffalo 48, takes the snap, play fake inside throw, left for Marcus Jones. Okay. Ahead to the 40, 35-30, 25-20. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The rookie is loose to the 10. Dude scores. Touchdown, Patriots. They dumped them. On the first offensive play of his NFL career. They told me in pregame, be ready for something early. And I, they wouldn't tell me. But they slipped the defensive back into the lineup. Flex him all the way out to the right. Josh in the gun. Second and goal from the eight. Takes it. Takes the handoff. Wants to throw. Fires one into the end zone. Caught. It is a touchdown. Stephon Diggs. Touchdown Buffalo. An eight-yard shot from Josh Allen. He threw it on the money for the Buffalo touchdown. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The Patriots started out on a high note. Their longest play from scrimmage, 48-yard touchdown to a guy who never touched the ball on the offensive side before 
that snap. Marcus Jones, remember him? The rookie who took the punt return, 84 yards for a touchdown against the New York Jets in the final minute a couple weeks ago. He lines up as a receiver, and he ends up hauling in a touchdown. He has a sweet move up the left sideline to get through a half would-be tackler and goes 48 yards. By far, that was the longest play from scrimmage and really the only chunk play for the New England Patriots. They held a 7-3 lead in the first quarter, as you hear with Bob Sosi and Scott Zolak on New England Patriots radio. But the very next drive, the Bills march 82 yards, and Josh Allen finds Stephon Diggs, John Murphy on Bills radio. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. It was a lot more of Josh Allen moving the ball around, using all of his different targets and weapons, getting as many people involved as possible. Even guys like Naeem Hines, able to complete passes to six different guys. He actually targeted eight, but six different receivers and then three different running backs. So they were definitely marching. They were definitely controlling the ball. And they made good use of their opportunities. Three for three in the red zone were the Bills. Josh Allen goes shotgun. Two receivers lined up right side, one to the left. Josh looks in a throw. Pressured, moves to his right, out of the pocket, looks into the end zone, can't find anybody. Chase to the sideline, fires into the end zone, and it is caught. Gabe Davis makes the catch in the end zone. There's There's a a flag on the play. Yeah, it's going to be a hold on the defense. This is going to stand. What a play by Josh. Getting barreled down outside of the pocket and able to make the throw with Matt Wilson. Before the pass was thrown, holding defense number 13. This penalty is declined. The result of the play is a touchdown. Third and goal from the one. Bills looking to cash in. Allen working from the gun. Two receivers off to the right. Singletary shifts to the right. Handoff. Singletary. A blast up the middle. Touchdown, Buffalo. Devin Singletary slices in. And the Bills build on their lead. It's 23-7. 14-31 to go in the fourth. Touchdown catch by Stevon Diggs by Gabe Davis. And a touchdown run by Devin Singletary. Everybody in the pool. All the Bills getting involved. And as you hear with Ian Eagle on Westwood One, that Devin Singletary touchdown run capped a 15-play, 94-yard drive that lasted nine minutes. So early in the fourth quarter, think about what that does to a defense, even a Patriots defense, that is fairly good at producing takeaways, can generally stuff the run pretty well. I like the Patriots defense. But a nine-minute drive? They're dying. And as bad as the Patriots have been, well, I shouldn't say that. As unproductive as the Pats have been in stretches this season, offensively, meaning the points are just not there, that doesn't help your rhythm. And they certainly heard it from the fans in the late stages in Foxborough. High snap is back to Jones. A deep drop. Stands in, throws it left underneath. Caught by Myers in the flat. He dives ahead to the 47-yard line of New England. And the Patriots are going to punt. 
There's a white flag wa waiver right White flag waiver. Game the fans. Buffalo loves it. Look at them. Well, the Patriot fans are booing, the Bills fans, and there are a lot of them here tonight. That stinks. At least down below our booth. <laughs> happy with oh. what they're seeing. Scott Zolak thinks that stinks on Patriots radio with Bob Sosi. So that was early in the fourth quarter. In fact, the very next drive after the Pats defense is out there for nine minutes of game time. Instead of going forward on fourth down, the Pats punted away. And they end up in this game with just the one touchdown that comes in the first quarter. They do have a field goal as well, but only into the red zone one time. How about that? Over one in the red zone. It's not that you can't score from outside the red zone. They did with the 48-yarder to Marcus Jones. But otherwise, a field goal in the final two minutes was the most that they could generate. That's all they could generate after the first quarter. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence. First win in the division for the Buffalo Bills after starting out 0-2. Good to get a win. It's a hard place to win against a good football team, uh, well-coached football team. Um, I thought the guys did a really good job of playing complimentary football. Um, impressed by, by the leadership, the character of our football team uh, and the stretch that we have had over the last three games here. Divisional win's important. We knew coming in here it was going to be tough, like I said, against a good football team. And um, they're really well coached and prepared every week. Um, so, you know, we're, we're thankful to get a win. Um, and in the division on top of that. And that's now a really difficult stretch for the Buffalo Bills that is in the rearview mirror. Three wins in 12 days. So they topped the Cleveland Browns. Remember, that was a game that was played in Detroit because of the snowstorm. Then they go back to Detroit for Thanksgiving Day, and they win against the Lions. And now this against the Patriots in New England. So not only have they bounced all over the Northeast, including Michigan there as well. But they also pick up three wins and have tied the Kansas City Chiefs for most wins in the AFC, nine. We could have used every excuse in the book, um, but our guys, you know, we, we work we work extremely hard. We care about each other, care about each other's families. And I think, uh, you know, when you have that type of uh, love in the locker room, you know, you're going to find ways to win football games. And, um, yeah, it's it wasn't easy, I'll say that. Helps when you can run the ball. 132 rushing yards and and 16 more minutes with the football than the Patriots. I would have thought that was possible. The Patriots would like to run the ball as well. They weren't able to in this game. Held to just 60 rushing yards. So credit to the Bills defense. But I wouldn't have thought it possible for them to, to hold the ball in New England. 16 minutes more than what the Patriots had it. That was a key to this game. Coach Dorsey did a really good job of, of uh, you know, changing it up. And when the run's working like it was at times, you know, just being able to stick with it. And, and sometimes it wasn't, but it's going to happen like that. And just being able to stick with it, I thought he was very patient in that regard. And, and the old line, I thought, did a really good job. I thought Dorsey did a good job of mixing, mixing those in. Um, I thought Motor and, and James ran the ball extremely hard. We were skipping some third downs which is always a plus. Um, and then when, when we did have third downs, we were putting our no, you know, noses down and, and going and getting it, being really physical, playing some physical football. So, um, again, the more that we can get those guys going, it's just going to open up so many different things for us. 
So now the Patriots have dropped three in a row to Buffalo. Once again, the clear favorites in the AFC East with Miami as a game challenger. Uh, Patriots fall to six and six, and the questions persist. Why can't they generate more points offensively? We're just not consistent enough. Uh, you know, we, we drive the ball, get into the red area, things like that, but we can't score. So we just need to, uh, you know, work on that and just work on finishing our drives. We didn't play our best game, obviously, and we let our team down. And um, I think when we all play together, you know, the defense, special teams, and offense, when we finally get a chance to do that, I think the results will be there. Got, you know, more games to be played. Season's not over, and I uh, got to watch the tape and see what we can do better and, and just have a positive attitude. Um, oh. You know, that's a good football team that we played against tonight. That'll help. We'll have to play against them again. So um, you got to give credit where credit's due, and, um, yeah, just got to work harder. So that positive attitude eluded Mac Jones when he was on the sidelines screaming about how the team should be running the football. And I'm I'm paraphrasing because I cannot use the words that he was using on the sidelines. If you have not yet seen the video, I'm, I'm quite certain Marco Belletti won't be quoting it in his update. But if you haven't yet seen the video, it's rare to catch him in that type of an emotional moment. He's a lot more like... Shoot, and Eli Manning, actually, in that regard, where he's really even keel. Uh, but he was caught. You can Google it. Mac Jones video screaming about how they should bleeping throw the ball uh, and that running the ball essentially sucks. Uh, and so Mac was asked about it because it went viral before he even got to the postgame press conference. Mac was asked about it. You'll hear about that soon. But straight ahead, this is why I have to get out on time here. We'll be joined by a former youth national team member with U.S. Soccer. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. He now has his own soccer academy. He's all in on the red, white, and blue. He'll help us get ready for this game against the Netherlands on Saturday morning. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Robinson, back for the captain, Tyler Adams. Austin McKinney, Des making a big run. It's meant for him. Des is snuck in behind. Des in the middle. Pulisic scores! Might have paid the price, but the U.S. takes the lead. 
very emotional moment for me, just the whole match leading up to it. Um, you know, knowing you need a win going into it, uh, you know, the pressure was on and uh, I'm really happy that I could have that moment and, uh, and just help the team and score. And uh, yeah, it was a big relief and uh, just really excited and, and hoping that there's a lot more to come. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Christian Pulisic finally speaking after his first ever World Cup goal is the only one Team USA gets against Iran. Yes, he went to the hospital afterwards, though he says he's doing everything he can to be ready to play against the Netherlands on Saturday. The call there on Fox Sports, and he also did an exclusive interview with Fox Soccer. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. We are so thrilled to welcome a former youth national team member who now runs an elite soccer club in New Jersey, Vincenzo Bernardo, joining us now here After Hours. And I'd love to hear your reaction as someone who's played with the national team. The U.S. men's national team gets to the knockout stage. What do you think about what you've seen so far from the Americans? Well, it's been great watching them, um, you know, during the qualifications for the World Cup and then leading up to, to this event. Um, they're a really young and exciting team to watch, you know, full of, of talented players now that all compete pretty much at the highest level in, in European teams. So it's been exciting. You know, the, the last game, especially against Iran, you never know what, what's going to happen in games like that where it's do or die. And, you know, they showed that they had some some character and they got the result, which was really exciting to watch. And I, I know the country's really getting behind this team and it's going to be really, really good to see what happens in the next round. You say exciting and I think heart palpitations and I can barely sit down. And the second half against Iran, which just about sent me into orbit, it felt like it was four hours. Do you go through the same emotions as someone who played for the U.S.? Absolutely. I mean, you know, the, especially the last, 15, 20 minutes being up 1-0 um, and, and having to hold that lead and defend and having some opportunities against us late, you know, you just get really, really nervous, um, you know, but they did a great job battling in those tough moments and, and they got the result that they needed. What does this team do well, Vincenzo? So this team is, is very young. It's got a lot of energy. Um, you know, they they have a lot of chemistry and you could see that you know, off the field, uh, you know, I follow them on social media. They're all you know, friends and they're all together. And there is a there is an understanding on the field that you can see that they've built throughout the years. You know, they, they work very hard and they believe. And I, I know that the fans, too, in, in the United States, we all believe in this group. And I think, you know, with that all put together, it created this great, um, great three games ahead of us. And, and now with, with uh, the Netherlands coming up, I think it's going to be really special for this country to, to watch a team compete at the highest level. When you saw the makeup of the roster with just one guy who'd had any prior World Cup experience, did the youth give you pause at all? Um, not really, because the players, even though they're young um, and they don't have that World Cup experience under their belt, they still play at a high level. And um, they, they have been playing in, in European matches that are, that are really competitive against the best players in the world. So I know that the talent, I knew that the talent was good enough. Um, it's just exciting to see now that when it's all put together, that they're actually 
you know, winning these games and, and showing the world what, what this team's capable of. Mm. Vincenzo Bernardo is with us here after hours on CBS Sports Radio. He played with the national team as a youth and so understands what it's like to rep the red, white, and blue and now has his own elite soccer academy, which we'll talk about. What was that like for you to be part of the system and to play on some of the youth teams, the teams that kind of feed into this national team? Honestly, when you represent the country that you live in and where you're from, and you play for them at, at, at the sport that you love to do. It's just uh, really exciting, and it's an honor being able to play at the at the U17 level and the U20 level for the United States. It's always an honor, and, and it's been great for me. And you know, I get to see them now on TV, and I get to mentor the kids in the club um, throughout the way. So it's just it's just a great honor. What's that process like? Whether it's qualifying, whether it's the practice, the development. What is that like when you're a kid and you're getting the opportunity to participate at the national team level? Well, it's really competitive. It's really hard. Um, you know, there's a lot of lot of players out there that want to wear that jersey. And uh, with that being said, you know, it's just you, you got to work every day at that level when you're young. And as you build the you know the confidence as a player, you just hope that you continue to to stay in form and and hopefully one day playing in the World Cup which is everyone's dream. As you watch this team, uh, recognizing everything that goes into its development, and then see how it compares to some of the other elite teams around the world where soccer is the only sport, and so everybody who's a great athlete ends up playing their football or soccer. How much of a disparity is there? How much separation is there between the U.S. and the upper echelon? Well, I'd say, you know, in the last five years, we've done a good job um, you know, getting to a level where we where we can compete with these with these top countries in the world. Um, you know, I think the United States now is is in a position that probably the best position they've ever been when it comes to quality. Um, and I think that in the next World Cup, which is which is here in the United States, I think yes. they'll have they'll have an even better roster, right? I think these players here that are on the team now are most likely going to be part of that roster, but they'll have four years more experience. So I think we're we're heading in the right direction. The way that soccer is treated here in the United States versus what it's like in other parts of the world, you've experienced that. So I love the way that our fans are passionate, but I still get those responses, oh, it's soccer. I just wish more fans could appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, you're right. I mean, honestly, with, with all the sports that are going on in, in our country here, with, you know, it's just, it's just a lot going on. And for fans to even be watching the United States compete in the World Cup. You know, there's always excitement during this time of year. Um, but I think that these World Cups, doing well in them, yes. you just grow, you grow a fan base, right? So the country is behind this team regardless if they like baseball, if they like basketball or football, you know, any other sport. But the World Cup brings the countries together. So I think that this is good. The more that success that they have on the field, the more success for the sport in our country. Oh, yes. We definitely like winners as Americans. We're on board with winners. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Vincenzo Bernardo is with us here after our CBS Sports Radio. Former youth national team member now has his own elite soccer program. Since you had a chance to wear the red, white, and blue, you've been in those atmospheres where the fans are extremely passionate in the stadiums. How does that feel when you've got the wave and you've got the chanting and the singing and all of that energy that filters down to the field? When I played, you kind of just like everything just goes off and you just focus on playing. So I'm sure the players, 
you know, although there's so much noise and, and excitement in, in the stands and, you know, I, I'm sure the players are locked in and they know what they need to do. Um, but, you know, at the same time, when the game's over, these players, these United States players, they know the excitement that's behind this team and how happy <laughs> the country is for, for the result to, to move on to the next round. So um, I'm sure they're really excited and, and also motivated because the sport is growing in the country and these are all young players that want to make a name for themselves. Right. There's the challenge of having to be able to communicate, especially on a pitch that's as large as it is for soccer. Mm-hmm. And and yet the noise in the stadium uh, can, can be so overwhelming. And in their last game against Iran, you had, what, 75% fans rooting for the other team. Though <laughs> the better the U.S. played, man, you could hear the fans in the stands. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, and, and it goes back to the chemistry point where if, if you have good chemistry with your team, you know, it, it's not even as much, you know, hearing them. You just know where they're going to be at that time and you have a style of play and, and you execute it. After you retired, you decided that you want to work with youth and you formed a team called Morris Elite, which is based in New Jersey. Why is it important to you to start developing players and, and to work with players who are younger? Soccer has been my life. I've played it my, my entire life. Um, it's given me great opportunities. And for me to re- you know, now retire and move on with the next chapter of my life, you know, I wanted to make sure that I was still involved in the game and I wanted to give back to the game, especially in my local community in Madison, New Jersey, which is where Morris Elite is, is, um, has that started. So for me, it's, it's exciting to, to still be involved in the game and offer the absolute best platform for these young players to to express themselves on the field and get better so um, it's really honestly a dream come true for me and how does it work how do you find talent and how do you develop them and help them appreciate the game of soccer even as they're working on their own skills and abilities yeah so it's it's exciting because a lot of young players are starting to play soccer at a young age so we get them at, at around the age of five or six um and we just develop them from the ground up. We develop their skill set um, on the ball, off the ball training. And, uh, you know, some players obviously take in the training better than others. And, and you know, we see their growth and we kind of just mentor them along the way. I know that I've traveled in other countries, specifically Central America, South America. So Ecuador, I've been to Cuba, I've been to parts of Africa. And there are three and four-year-olds who can dribble circles around me <laughs> with a soccer ball. It's pretty amazing. But how much they love it. And and even being in countries when the World Cup was going on, Ecuador, for instance, didn't have a team in the World Cup when I happened to be there. And yet every single stall in the local market was tuned into this little black and white TV to be able to watch uh, the games. That passion is pretty incredible. Did you experience that in other countries, too? Absolutely. I mean, soccer is the world's game. It's the world's sport. Everyone um, around the world is watching the game, um, especially this time of year with the World Cup. But the excitement's there from from when a when a when a young uh, girl or young boy is born. You know, you're just automatically uh, given a soccer ball. You know, and mm-hmm. and I think in this country, we're not there yet, but it's it's gotten a lot better. So, you know, the the excitement and the growth for the sport is um, is growing here in the states, and I think it's going to continue to. Looking ahead to this game against the Netherlands, how does the U.S. approach this match against an opponent that? is really prolific when it comes to scoring and is one of the better teams in the world. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's going to be very, very tough for the United States to get the result here. But at the same time, you know, their, their youth, um, their energy, their, their exciting team to get behind and, and support. I think they have a, a good chance if they just defend well, um, stay organized as a team and make sure that they don't make mistakes early on. Um, I think the team that makes the least amount of mistakes this game will will get the result. Um, you know, we hope to be, we hope to take take our chances in the final third and <laughs> and uh, you know kind of do what we did with Iran. Yeah, so it's interesting too because we've seen multiple strategies, right? We've seen Greg Berhalter use different formations, whether it's exploiting the midfield matchups, whether it's the prevent defense, which makes me so nervous <laughs> against a high-scoring team like the Netherlands. How would you play it? If you open up the game and leave a lot of spaces for the Netherlands, they're gonna they're gonna rip you apart and they're gonna finish their chances. So you want to limit the space. You want to make sure that you don't sit back, kind of like the way we did when we were up one nothing. <laughs> um, you want to go at them. You want to keep possession of the ball as much as you can. And again, like limit the mistakes and, and set pieces are going to be crucial in this game as well. Can't wait. Although I'm already feeling the, the heart palpitations looking ahead <laughs> to the knockout stage. He is the president of Morris Elite Soccer Club in New Jersey. And you can find it online, morriselitesoccer.com. Also on Twitter at VB10, Vincenzo Bernardo, former youth national team member, and now can help us break down what we're seeing at the World Cup level. So great to have a couple of minutes with you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. And if you're looking to check out his website, it's on the tweet that we put up to promote the interview after hours, CBS on Twitter. Now, in the next few minutes, you'll have another reason to check out our show Twitter or our Facebook page. We'll put up our Game of the Week poll because we're heading into the bulk of Week 13 and there are some pretty cool matchups. I'm jazzed up about these matchups on paper and I'm sure they'll be even better in real life. For reals. One hour in the books. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.